0: In the cabbage
1: oh, Let's get it Test test test, test Yeah we're live
0: Welcome to In the cabbage <laughs> This is crazy
1: This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> That we're
0: actually doing this I'm Tommy Sway Andrew Witt Please subscribe Please listen Please download Like Just a reminder Keep Keep swinging back to in the cabbage i'm your boy tommy swain to my right or your left andrew witt yo 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 we are back we're just gonna jump right into what we were talking about about everything being way too expensive
1: yeah dude it just really it just really grinds my (laughs) gears it really does
0: (laughs) yeah it's um becoming increasingly difficult to like want to do anything and it's such a big trickle down
1: effect as well It's like even at like the very, very most simplistic restaurants that you go to eat, like fast food's not even cheap anymore. And like, and for good reason, everyone deserves to get paid. Those jobs, you know, increase minimum wage. But it's just the fact that the dollar is just depreciating and it feels like the bigger companies are just getting bigger and everything's starting to like really tighten up recently. And I've been feeling that a little bit more and I just don't even want to go out and eat like... Like I was, we had like I had to like shut down Cafe Rio for dinner tonight. I'm like, "Mm, I don't really feel like paying forty bucks for Cafe
0: Rio. I'm like, I don't want to fucking pay forty bucks. Sorry. Right, it's just so tough because it's such an easy option at times to like you know I really don't feel like cooking dinner, but it's like, what's the other option? A fifty dollar, you know, chicken rice bowl from wherever. You know, it's not like it's a decent option anymore gas is like six dollars a gallon i just filled up madison's jeep and it was like 98 dollars. jesus christ dude i mean it's just insane and it makes i mean in reality when you really think about it it's becoming less like likely that you could probably stay in california yeah
1: we're certainly feeling that way. They're kind of just squeezing us out over here.
0: Yeah, they're just slowly wringing us dry, and it's working. You know, and Madison and I go through phases of that, too, where it's just like can't afford anything, can't do this, can't do that, and then um, you just have to like have a breakthrough moment, and you just start becoming appreciative for everything again, and then you right. get right back to the same cycle where I can't do anything. I think it always happens when we start talking about plans, mm-hmm. future plans. It's like, wow, how much is that going to cost? What are we doing here? but at the same time you know like you gotta live your life
1: for sure you gotta, gotta like, live it i agree you,
0: you can't i understand you could probably save every dollar and say no to everything and that's why our generation's broke and can't afford houses and can't do this but like at the same time it's like okay well i'm gonna be broke regardless if i save every penny or i don't i'm still not gonna be getting like exponentially richer right like, I'm, like I'm my my wealth isn't gonna grow that much right where I, know. I can it's, at least go play golf it's like picking your battles right it's picking
1: the battles on certain meals when you're going out or maybe just the likelihood of you just eating out a little bit more consistently and just like kind of reducing that tailoring your picks a little bit maybe like trying to carpool a little bit more like do I really need to go drive down over there I don't know I just look everything that I'm doing right now I just see a, a price tag in my head yeah and, it, and it's <laughs> and it's driving me nuts, honestly. No, like really oh, is. drive down to go see my parents. like that's ten dollars right there. Are
0: you really you're getting that deep into the the price Oh, tax. It's just it's, it's
1: living because now I'm thinking about, okay, down payment for a like I'm getting to a point where it's like I need to really make every dollar count now I'm also paying back my student loans, and that's six hundred dollars a month, and that is just it's a pretty hefty lump sum of cash to just fork over every month with the car payment. You know, and it's like, damn, dude, this is like, that's a grand. $600 a month, dude. Yeah. Yeah. A month for 10 years. <laughs> for 10
0: years. Okay. It's 580. But like, okay, I mean, yeah, round up. Like it's 600, <laughs> yeah. like it's 600 in my it's, head. It's all of purposes. $600. Yeah.
1: It's, um, that's tough. And so it's like, I don't, I, how are you even doing it If you went to like a private school in college Right. If you like holy moly! USC. Hopefully, if you go to USC, you can make some connections and you do, you go and like kill it in sales and like a a, a $1,500 like like student loan payment every month for 20 years.
0: Right. But how many people in college are like actually utilizing their like network like that? I don't know. At USC, if you're in a frat, you actually like utilizing your network or are you just getting cross out drunk? Mm -hmm. Every night,
1: yeah, maybe it's uh, a networking thing. After, after
0: yeah, you hope so. Like, hey, I saw you You went to USC, I did too. You know, when you're talking to managers, you hope so, you know, which is great. That's always a nice little way to get into a conversation with somebody. It's just so ridiculous because every it's just I've been knowing it, been seeing it more
1: because one, the student loans kind of kicking back in, I'm trying to like save over a house, and then I'm we've got all these weddings and places we want to go. And you're going overseas and going like a trip and blah, blah, blah. It just seems like there are all these expenses. And like you said, you have to live your life. And so now I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got to like really start like tightening down on a couple of things here and there. And it just, Hey, I hate doing that. And I just hate feeling like I'm just like driven by, everything is like a price in my head right now. And I want a new phone. My phone's super old and it'll also help the podcast. And so that itself, it's like, dang, dude, that's another like, that's a hefty sum right there to go and fork over for a phone. (laughs) You're not wrong. It's always... Now, is it needed? No, but it would help us create some more better video content and so we can do more social media posts and blah, blah, blah. Like,
0: yeah, of course. You know what? I just kind of thought of this. Yeah. Like whatever we want isn't really needed. And people are like, oh, you don't need to buy that. You don't need to do that. Right. Well, it's also they don't make anything now to last. Like if you bought a couch back in the day, you wouldn't really need to update it because it would still be functioning. Right. Like it'd still be a couch your fridge. You wouldn't need to update your fridge because it would still work. Bro, you have an oven that's from like 1942. It still work. <laughs> Like it's so ridiculous. I could beat the hell out of that thing and it still works. It's like the most functioning item I have in my house. And it's the oldest item in my house for sure. It's like old school writing on it. It's crazy. And you just can't like upgrade anything because it's like you know you're gonna need to upgrade it in like six years. Right. And you know, like, it's going to be insanely expensive to buy. I th- do you think it's because
1: everything has to be so um, technologically savvy that there's way more things to go wrong
0: now? Yeah. And I also just think people understand, I think business has gotten so skewed in the idea that you have to make the most maximum amount of profits on everything you do, period. Yeah. You can never just take your healthy cut anymore.
1: I don't really think this is a theory. I think this is. F- legit fully going on right now. Right.
0: So there's never like, hey, I made a dollar and you, you know, bought a product that's like gonna, you know, last It's gonna do this. And I made a fair amount of money back and I also put, and I'm proud of what I put on the table Mm -hmm. to like sell you. They don't have that anymore. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of companies out there just trying to make a quick buck. That's what you're kind of saying. They're like, I'm going to go
0: to China. I'm going to make all my stuff for $2. And I'm going to sell it to you for $500 and all the parts in it are going to be cheap and everything, the labor is cheap and everything about it is cheap. And I'm just going to charge you the maximum amount of dollar. That you're willing to pay for it. Right. Because I know you're going to pay for it. And in five years, those parts aren't going to last because they're not built to last. And they, they have it. They have like tests they do for like furniture and fridges and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be, you know, like this is how long the product's is supposed to last. And then they... Purposely, like, oh, this engine's going to last 20 years. It can't last 20 years. It's got to go out after five and 200,000 miles. Mm-hmm. And they do the math. So if you don't, or you're not like keeping up with it, it'll just start going bad.
1: That's why the Apple iPhone uh, craps out after about four years.
0: Oh, well, my phone, like, I have a 10 right now. I th- maybe I have a thirteen. I'm no, not no, no. You sure. got a, yeah.
1: You got a thirteen. I got a thirteen. You did have a ten. I did have a ten. And then you got you went to the thirteen or fourteen. Like I don't. Yeah, I went
0: thirteen, okay. and it's already like getting slower. It's the battery dies super quick on it. It's just um. It's a bummer because you're just like okay, what do I? Because Matt and I were just talking about it. I'm like, there's so many things I would love to just to upgrade in my house that aren't crazy asks, like a new couch isn't a crazy thing to want. Right. A new TV. Not a crazy thing. Like, now if I said, I want to break down walls, I want a brand new bathroom, I'm going to rip all the flooring out. Like, that's like, okay. Maybe, Paint you know, everything. Right. Like, it's just not maybe in the cards, you know, financially to always afford that, no matter what generation you are in. Sure. But like, like one new couch and a couple TVs. I'm like, it's going to be like, a decent couch that's like gonna last is like five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's nuts. And then two TVs that we want nicer, probably gonna spend like two k on that.
1: Yeah, you can't drag yourself to living spaces and expect to have that couch for ten years. No, there's you can't zero like chance. Go to IKEA
0: and be like, I'm gonna buy this a thousand dollar couch from IKEA, and this is gonna last me five years. You're lucky if you get two out of that thing. Yeah. Ikea furniture goes bad like tomatoes. As soon as it walks out of the store, you might as well just wrap it up, bro. Bad like bananas. It's, it's just, yeah. It's so crazy now. The
1: TV game is actually, um, I think, surprisingly pretty solid right now. I will have to say. If there's a little bit of cash that you want to invest in a TV and get a 65-inch TV, mm-hmm. it's pretty solid. Well, yeah,
0: that's also the issues. I don't like for whatever reason why I do want to spend the money I always want to spend it on something that I find value in and what I find value in is spending a fuck ton of money. <laughs> you got some bougie taste, baby. I mean and it doesn't help my wife is the same way so we're both just egging each other on. And cuz TV- when you're going to buy something you do
1: also want the best. If you're going to like fork over that amount of cash.
0: Right. I would rather like if I'm going to spend $2,500 on a couch, I'd rather just spend $5,000. And get the exact couch I want. Yeah. Because to me, that matters more because I know I'm not going to spend that money later. And you're going to hope that it's also going to last a little bit longer as well. Right. You just hope that you can, you know, get more juice out of the squeeze here, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Anyway, let's get to some sports here, some sports docs. We got a great little list for everyone here. You know, a little in the cabbages start, but that's what you expect from the boys. You know, we go through hard times just like everybody else. And right now, it just seems like everyone's going through it. So it's fun to talk about. Um, We're going to get into the David Beckham documentary. I don't know if you guys have seen it on Netflix. One of my favorite docs um, I watched.
1: They're really bringing out some fire documentaries recently. Really great sports They've been doing some really nice stuff. I can't get enough of it. I know you haven't either. And um, I, I just thought that the whole display of four really long, solid episodes that really gave the full perspective of his upbringing to early adult play to how he was raised to his passion for the game to then his early on pro career, you know, his, um, his like almost family feeling and affection towards Manchester United, the struggle that he went through with all of that, moving on to real, the hype and how big everything was at Real and then him making the groundbreaking move over to the United States. They really painted the picture very clearly and they did a really good job of it. And so...
0: though no, one thing I was kind of disappointed with in the doc, there's a couple things, but the main one for me was the end of it when he was talking about the MLS. I was really hoping to get a bit more insight I was too. Like they hardly, he's like, oh yeah, then I started taking it seriously. And then we won, you know, the championship and, and it was like, done. And we he had didn't talk about like the splash it made in the U S didn't talk really about like the growth of the sport in that time right. for the U S right. You know, like U S making like, I think the farthest or second farthest in the world cup during that time, David Beckham's there probably had a huge part in that. I mean, you can even see the stadium at the end of it when they won it was packed.
1: Dude, they're playing on like freaking football fields and baseball fields right. like like on dirt. didn't like, see
0: any really highlights of goals. It just seemed like he, it was part of his life he didn't fully enjoy. And it just, they kind of yeah. just brushed through it. And at the like, end,
1: it is his documentary, basically.
0: Right. So
1: you're probably thinking this is not really about the soccer anymore. This is more about the family.
0: Right. He's like, okay, my soccer life is done. Um, It's crazy. Oh, I mean, like some of the parts that I found just really fascinating is how crazy it is to be a talented soccer player in Europe and having to be a part of a club since you're 12. Yeah,
1: I mean, you want to talk about stress? Yeah. Go watch that documentary and put yourself in their shoes and what they go through.
0: Holy shit! Can you imagine being like, okay, Andrew, you're, you know, you're, you were very talented at basketball. You know, we see it. I mean, you're one of okay. the. Yeah, but like, let's just because they don't really a twelve year old's a twelve year old. Yeah, like you can see you were probably crossing up twelve year olds. I was like, I was, I was solid. Okay, anyway, so let's just say you're like, let's, you know, let's talk more hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah, because I wasn't that I wasn't that much of a stud. If you were basketball. top, you know, ten. Not even. I mean, because these kids are getting picked up at twelve. How many? You know. Yeah, he got. You have hand- enough had to have a team. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be pretty decent, but they pick you up. So like, you don't have to be the craziest player to be picked up by a twelve like a team. Sure, true. And he gets shipped off, moves away from home. Right. And they go, and he lives, and it's like his family at that point, point. and it's just crazy to think that like a twelve years old, you're playing for your your eventual club and you're no longer living with your family and you eat, breathe, and live football and soccer.
1: That's it. And that's your life. And then hope to God it works out.
0: And then they run the same system through the ranks, up and up. And so everyone understands the offense. And so when you're already at that level, you already understand what's going on. Yeah. You're just playing it at a much faster pace. Um, which is... Crazy to me to think about that. Also, he's super OCD. Yeah. The house things, you know, you could tell he likes nice things. Everything has to have a place and a purpose. His house is immaculately clean and gorgeous. He is not just cleaning it. He is cleaning, cleaning it, like getting his elbow into it. I mean, when I clean my counters, it's a little spritz and it's just a wipe. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. <laughs> and he's getting like rags and different, you know, everything. And he's getting in there with his elbow, and it, it's clean, clean. How about that
1: moment where at the end of the documentary, they were he was going through and his his closet. Oh yeah, and how all
0: perfectly lined up it was, evenly
1: spaced. Everything right. was facing the right direction, sorted by color, and all sorts of socks and underwear. And they're laid out perfectly so he doesn't have to lift up any right. of the piles. All his
0: t-shirts are folded perfectly.
1: And so he can see all of his options. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is crazy, crazy uh, yeah. how OCD and meticulous he was. And right. he, it was weird because I'm sure he was like that as a, as a kid growing up, being very meticulous about his training and his touches.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, has to be, have, right? you have to be that way. Also, I think it has to do with coping. A lot of that ocd stuff is to protect you he's like probably feels that his life is so out of control that people decide everything for him that he have ultimate control
1: yeah in his own home it's a good way That's a that's a good take i like that because he, there were some points in the documentary where i did not want to be david beckham like if if you were let's let's say the top soccer player in the entire world playing for arguably one of the most passionate countries in the entire world and the captain and you make up like your hero one second. And then you're like the total, you're the entire country's villain the next.
0: Yeah. And it's, and the paparazzi is nonstop. There's no break. Yeah. That was crazy to me. The amount of paparazzi he was receiving and the hate he was getting was crazy i also think getting bullets like like, mailed to him yeah that's just all it's just it's just a game at the end of the day you know he wants to win it just as bad if not worse than you do you You know you don't think
1: he was like one of those kids dreaming
0: of being a you know like his whole life is to be in those moments and being in the final and whatever you know and being in a semi and being close to that and just not having it come to fruition as Tough to imagine. And then, then you go back to your home country, which is supposed to support you, and they just want you, like, dead. They're booing him for just months on end. Months and months on end. And he can't, like, you know, having an awful relationship with his wife. And you forget these people have, like, home lives, too, you know? Yeah, he's, like, raising kids. Right. One
1: of the craziest things that I have ever heard on TV was the fact that he actually got their kid kidnapped from them. At one point in the documentary. I don't remember that part. If I, if I might've misunderstood it, maybe they framed it in a sense that they feared for that. But I thought at one point they did actually have, I forget the, the, the oldest son's name. I do too. But I thought he did get kidnapped for Romeo. Uh, for, <laughs>
0: maybe, I think it's maybe. Romeo.
1: For like a hot second.
0: Maybe. I don't remember that. I don't know exactly. if it
1: was a kidnapped, kidnap, but I think like taken out of their hands, like swooped up and like, they had to like get him back. Wow. So it wasn't like, you know, he was off and gone. It right, was more of like, like a, someone has the audacity to like grab their kid from their hands. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, just Holy all... shit, dude. That's
0: crazy. It's just way too, way too popular. Also, I feel like David, unfortunately, when you get that, you know, popular, you can kind of bring it on to yourself. Yeah, and he definitely did. And he, there was moments he definitely did that. And also... Like he, did, he didn't need to marry a Spice Girl. Yeah, but that's... I mean, that's not on him. That's awesome, you know. My issue would totally. be like, you have a big game and you're like, have to fly or drive to your wife. You know, the night before or the day before you do that yeah. all the time is day off. Like, I understand. It, it seemed to me like a weird um, attachment because I think
1: maybe it had to do with the fact that everything else is so chaotic that he was just going to back to just comfort- it
0: felt it felt safe and all that stuff. And I get that, but there's no reason why, like, when you're playing for the World Cup, that you have, you know, like your wife the night before tells you that, like, she's pregnant. Like in yeah. that point, the documentary, they're like, yeah, like the night before his biggest game, you had to tell him. He's like, well, he would want to know. Of course, he would want to know. Right. But, but maybe
1: after the game, you, to pick your, pick your battle on when to deliver that. Seemed, she did message, have,
0: which is great. Like it's like at the end of the day, like it is family. They do love each other. Soccer is just such a brief moment in this man's life. Like he'll be do, ever, playing soccer. Mm-hmm. Soccer will always be in his life, but playing soccer is such a brief moment in David Beckham's life that I understand like, you know, when you see your future wife and your kids and doing all that type of stuff. But at the same time, you're playing for your country once every four years, and it's your dream. I don't understand the whole, like, I have to go see her, you know, the two days before. Yeah. Or you're playing for your club's championship. Now, is it a regular season game against Watford? Sure. I get it. Go see Posh Spice. I would, too. Right. But the the day before some of these huge games, to me, just seemed like a little childish. And a
1: little strange. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I thought one of the other because I think it's this kind of this part or the documentary is is very interesting because we have all these opinions bringing about all this stuff. But I th- I did wish one more thing as well, and I wish they actually got into a little bit more of his um, managerial position over at inner Miami.
0: Yeah, just kind of the whole MLS side of it just cut short. I don't know if they're going to add uh, part two. At some point to like talk about the MLS and bringing over Messi, which would be great. But yeah, because it was like tw- 20 minutes
1: of the documentary and I wanted another full hour, hour and a half long episode of him going to the going to the board, pitching a new club to enter Miami. and mm-hmm. it, it only lasted like I don't know. Maybe I'm being started. generous. Why and, was he even in it? You know, like, how he pulled Messi. Like right. that is like one of the craziest, craziest things that he ended up like bringing over to the United States. We've talked about it multiple times on the podcast about how Messi is going to change the way USA delivers a package of soccer on the football pitch. Cause it, it's, it's groundbreaking for sure. Yeah. And I wish they had a little bit huge. more of that in there too.
0: And and just is going to bring more and more players over. Like David Beckham started it, which was cool to see him bringing over. Like a uh, you know, yeah, he always also one of brought, the best soccer players of all time, if not the best. Some would argue.
1: Oh yeah, and he already brought over Jordi Alba, and he brought over Sergio Busquets, and Luis Suarez is now out of his contract for his club, and he's talking about coming over to Inter Miami and
0: playing. That's crazy if they get that dream team together. Nuts. That'd be so much fun to see. Absolutely Um, insane. So I wanted more of that. Yeah. I mean, overall, one of my favorite docs, go give it a look. Um, You know, moving on here for our next little topic. Uh, I want to talk about chemistry again. We kind of are talking about chemistry between you understanding offense. Let's talk about chemistry in football because I think recently we're seeing like a huge trend of – Like having familiarity in an offense with a quarterback and a receiver core Mm -hmm. is becoming more important moving forward. Like you were saying, like the Mahomes and, you know, Travis Kelsey connection has been unreal. Yeah, it really has been.
1: And I think it's it's something that's always overlooked because if you think that you're just going to go out and get the best players, you're going to win. Yeah, that's probably true, but it it, will it uh, will it mount to something that is a like almost dynasty type feel or um, when it comes down to it, you know, it really it comes down to a couple plays in the Super Bowl. Like, do you have that chemistry and trust built built up or are you just trying to assemble like the best possible team? And I think there's a fine line between the two. And I argue a little bit more towards obviously you need the pieces, but the chemistry, I think, has to be there. And it's pretty evident when you're watching the Chiefs play. And I had this thought because Travis Kelsey has like all of these rub routes and alternate variables that he could run and his creativity in the zone reads. No one else is really doing that. And Patrick Mahomes also sees that. Yes, you need to have a great quarterback to also see and be on the same page, but you need both have a very high football IQ to see those holes, fill them, and then trust and feel that it's all going to be there and clicking. And so you just see it like year after year after year after year that these guys are just like dominating. And like, yes, Travis Kelsey is like, you know, a really good football player, but he's not the most... Physically gifted, athletic player anymore at the age of thirty three.
0: No, but he just finds gaps and he sits him and he's going to catch the ball. I think Great I really hands was what. Listening to a stat when they were just molly whopping the Chargers um, was the. I think they had like twenty three for twenty three receptions at yeah. one point.
1: Yeah, I think I got it to twenty eight.
0: Okay, there 28 was twenty eight
1: targets with twenty eight catches.
0: That's crazy. Like- and it
1: was a one in three thousand chance of that actually happening again.
0: I mean, it's just, it just talks, you know.
1: If you don't think that's chemistry, like, I don't know. I mean, yes, it's a combo of the two, but there has to be some sort of element with the chemistry.
0: And it begs the question, like, you know, I think football, more than anything else, chemistry is the biggest part of a team. Like, in basketball, a lot of times you can win games by just throwing the best players out there, and they might just jump in one year. Mm -hmm. Like, Lakers are a great uh, um, point on that. You know, Last seed getting into the playoffs had to go through a play in to win. They mm-hmm. add a bunch of players last minute and they end up making a run to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't really happen in football, where right. you like wipe a team. I mean, they dropped so many, added so many different pieces, lineups changed and everything, and they it became infinitely better. Mm-hmm. Like, very f- f- seldomly, like, will one player. Or two players, three players make a huge difference, like that in football. It's almost like a new coach. That's why I feel like teams always get wiped. It's like a new coach, new culture, new players, and then they find their system, and people grab on you, and then they have to find their system. Players makes me think about um, maybe coaches also need to start because the Eagles have a lot of Bulldogs on their team, like um, you know, Georgia Bulldog players, and if and they all you know same coach. From what I believe, they don't change very often. They play the same ish style of football. I think it's really important to like maybe as a a pro coach to draft players who are familiar with each other. Maybe they ran the same offense in college. You know, you're drafting people into the offense. You kind of run to a similar coach. I bet you that all plays into it. It
1: totally does because there are certain DBs, middle linebackers that are better at coverage. They're better at blitzing. They're better at man to man. Mm -hmm. They have all of those. And then you also want to draft those players that are going to link up with the defensive coordinator and vice versa on both sides of the football. They for sure have to do that. But I think they look at that too uh, when they're doing trades as well. They have to Uh, getting the, getting the correct pieces and players to play in those systems. It's so crucial, but I think that's why there's some football teams that are just so tragically bad. Right? Yeah, they and just don't no, no
0: chemistry, no, um, you know, formula to win, no locker room. And they just look like they're just not a team. And that's what I feel like is going off the charges right now. It's just they don't have, they have a bunch of bodies. There's talent all over the field. It's spread throughout the field. On paper, it looks, it looks fantastic. And there's nothing that can be done. And I we, you start pointing fingers and it has to go to the coach. It's like, what's up with your locker room? what's up with the chemistry, mm-hmm. you know, why your culture is off, why are these players not figuring it out, you know. And so then it does help chemistry a lot, is stealing signs in football. Yeah. <laughs> Disrupt <laughs> the chemistry maybe of another team. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the Wolverines, Michigan Wolverines, have been um, accused of cheating. They haven't been proven yet. Um, by, like, the court and the board or whatever, whoever's going to, you know, try them, which would probably be the NCAA. Um, but is it cheating,
1: though?
0: Yeah, I don't know. So basically, the, the coach would go scout other teams during off games. He would buy stadium seats on opposite sides of the games of people in their conference. Right. And would stare at the coaches with his iPhone out and record them and take their signs and then have it in the playbook and clearly is feeding defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators on the field what the play might be. There's video evidence on like a, in the first quarter. Um, they check an audible, Michigan does, from another team there on defense, and they all put their hands up as pass. They all point there. So they know a pass is coming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the coach has got, you know, lamination of signs on this binder. Is it cheating is the question. I would say it's a gray area do I think it's a little extra for sure should there be some punishments you know happening Uh, probably I wouldn't say super severe just because stealing signs in sports is a thing it happens in football all the time and multiple coaches have come out and announced it's happening I mean I think you're kind of like lying to yourself if
1: you're not trying to steal signs I, we even try to do that in Little League in baseball. We were trying to steal signs. You're trying to you're match. Trying to, you're trying to gain any sort of edge that you possibly can. So uh, my question is, where do you draw the line between cheating and competition?
0: I think it's on the NCAA to Because a lot of times these college players, for whatever reason, they want to make the game a lot more simple. They hold up signs with four different players on it. And then they'll like have another code. And that will tell them, like you know, first code means this, second code means this. This is the play. In the NFL, like they come out with three three set options, like plays read to them, and in the helmet they're getting miked into being called the play to read off in the huddle. Mm-hmm. So there's no way you can steal a sign like that. Right. I mean, that's very simple way of stopping this all together. Sure. Just why having, can't you
1: Why can't you do that at the college level?
0: And it would just make football better for everybody. Right. It would make college football much better. It would make the players who can handle that stand out much easier to pro teams. Because right now, if you pick up a pro kid in, or a college kid, let's say at, you know, whatever, Arizona, they're running Wildcat half the time, and he's getting fed cards from, like, a scorecard, and he's balling out having Heisman numbers, how do you know his talent's really going to trans, you know, transcend to the next level? Because he has not run a oh. professional offense. Oh, good point. Yeah. He doesn't run, you know, any sort of like multiple play, multiple scheme, rub options. He's getting fed plays from a postcard. He has to memorize maybe twelve different sets or whatever. And in the NFL, you get handed like a, f- a it's a, like a fucking a, dictionary up, full of plays. It's like a yellow book.
1: You drop that shit on the on the desk here, just
0: thunk. And I mean, you hear <laughs> play calls, and it's like you know, it's rub route, split seam, forty nine X Z blue rover on four <laughs> hut yeah, right
1: and they're talking about hot routes and this and that and we got some of that not a lot but in the quarterback documentary and it you know it's pretty crazy what they're like it's
0: just like you're you're playing chess like you you were you're were
1: organized playing,
0: chess 100% you're playing a different sport as a quarterback than ever than the linemen are you're as a lineman you're looking for two key words like blue or red which means left or right yeah and Run or pass. Mm -hmm. And then on the line, you kind of understand where people are lined up in your gap, what your blocking scheme is. Right. Blocking assignment and stuff like that. Sure. Like running back, run, block, pass, block, run.
1: I I think it's a really good point that you made because why don't they have the headsets for college plays? And I didn't even think about that.
0: There's certain rules. I think you're not allowed to have it. Um, but why, but why, why are there? Why? Like, why are the different
1: rules? And I, I feel like it would only help. Like you said, v- like visually see who is going to be an actually like a good quarterback or who's running like actual um, schemes and plays and offense that is going to translate over to the professional level.
0: Don't you want the prof- Don't you want the college level to be as good as possible as well? Yeah, because then if you were talking about no huddle offense, you know how much faster your teams would get if you have to run, you know, Mike and Helmet quarterback. No, like you're going to be running no huddle. Mm -hmm. And you can call way more complex plays. Or even just keep it simple. But if you want to get rid of cheating, like, yes, the coach went above and beyond. He's a Marine who's stealing signs, you know. Like he went above and beyond in the efforts to steal signs. But at the same time, like that's just sports right uh, right i think that's just kind of just sports and if you're not changing your signs and your verbiage and what week by doing, week you got to have to like in in little league baseball we would change our signs every game yeah coach was sitting in the dugout he's like okay we're flipping it you know touching the hat means steal touching the shoulder means bunt." right now right you, know. right. And you always had
1: the uh the activation right you always had, I forget what the the term is. It was like the um, activator. It was reaction. like a
0: switch or something. We called it like, so you'd like, okay, everything else I do is bullshit until I touch my hat. And once I touch my hat, the next sign right. is the actual sign.
1: And if I don't go to the sign after touching the trigger, then it's still nothing. Right. It's the very next one. Right. And it's, we were doing that like at 10 years old. I feel like you got to be able to do that at the college level and so that's why I'm like I don't really think that's cheating. Yeah, I, it's a, it's definitely now, a gray area. Now, here's the thing because there is a cheat, there was a cheating scandal in baseball and I want th- I think this is then cheating. The Houston Astro Astros yep. or the White Sox? Astros. Astros. Astros had a camera zoomed in at the catcher and he was able to dictate what if it was going to be a a fastball slider, change up curve, Mm -hmm. whatever inside, outside. And they were like stealing those signs. And that's clear as day. Clear as day. They're also cheating because that is,
0: you know, the stands hitting a, hitting a trash can and that's um, cheating. Clear as day cheating. I think that's cheating because that is no longer
1: deemed scouting in my eyes. Well, scouting and stealing signs At someone else's game to then give you an edge in your game is, I think, more considered scouting and watching video and film. It falls, for me, it falls Mm -hmm. closer towards that. Now, is it still in the gray area? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think it falls closer to that in comparison to stealing the pitches, the direction inside and out
0: Mm-hmm. At, I would on say your, like, on your
1: game, the Lifetime. reason why
0: I have an issue with it more in baseball than I do in football is because baseball is not a physical sport. It's you have to have an element of surprise. Pitchers yeah. need the element of you don't know what I'm going to throw. because These hitters are good enough where you go. This guy's throwing you a fastball. Oh, they're going to they're going to eat on it. Yeah, they're gonna, like, oh, curveball is coming. I know I could sit on it. Like that information is so valuable to be able to be fed live real time is definitely cheating. You Mm -hmm. cannot do that. Okay. Because it's just, but in football, I can let you know a pass is coming. You still have to stop it. Yeah. I'm still, you know, faster than you, stronger than you, and I'm going to get to my spot before you are. You're still going to have to stop me. Right. It's a run block. I'm twice your size. How are you going to stop me? Sure. You know, you might know it's coming. You still got to, like, physically get in the way of it. Mm -hmm. Where baseball, you don't have to. It's a good point. It's a good point. If you're in volleyball, if, you know, you found out what zone you were serving to every time, it'd be much easier to serve, receive, and run an offensive scheme around that because you need that, like, element of I'm serving it to this person. Even though you're serving to the person every time, he still has got to do it. He doesn't know for sure. You know, it, it, you need that element of surprise. Mm, okay. I like for me. It. No, that's a good point. It's a good point. But yeah, I just think football needs an update in general in the electronic space. Like, why Dude, not have does. mics in the helmets, like you were talking about in college? You know, tennis has these 3D cameras of where the ball, like, you know, is going to hit the line and spreads out. Why can't football get this together and do that for each possession of the game where the ball lands and put it on the right marker. I watched so many plays this weekend all the time that were a yard or a half a yard short of where it should have been. Right. And you're like, that's, they just lost the game because that should have been like a first down.
1: And it happens a lot when it's first down and they have a bad spot of the ball. And then like maybe the second down is also not a great spot of the ball. So now it's third and three, as opposed to third and one and a half. Right. Well, that's a huge different play call for the offense. Yeah. And we were also talking a little bit about this before. It's it's the clock like it's not the management. It's just how accurate the clock starts and stops consistently because I watch seconds click off. um, Yeah, the scoreboard all the time, all the time.
0: Yeah. After plays. And no one really makes a change. No one really argues about it. And it's just that two seconds in football matters a lot. It's a ton. A lot of times it comes down to like two or three plays in football that really, really change the game. And it's like, well, the other team might have a whole nother drive. Or you might be able to actually have
1: an extra 45 seconds at the end of the at the end of the game. I don't know. I, I like there's 115 or 130 football plays, and let's say you're on average a second off and you're late. That's like two minutes
0: of football, basically. That yeah, you're getting and back, lot, and that's a lot of time for a team to make a run. It's a two minute drive, you know. To make, I to give itself a chance at for it for sure.
1: But I want to go back on your on your point on the. LED lights and the tennis thing, and also um, they just need to incorporate that a little bit better. When you're down, they need to have some sort of like pressure sensor or cameras, and like they should be able to pinpoint exactly where the runner is going to be down if there's a clear shot. And then if it's not a clear shot, then obviously it doesn't
0: matter if it's a clear shot or not because the football doesn't like a tennis ball changes a lot because of how the material. Yeah, but
1: it's but in football though, it's not about the ball, it's about the player.
0: Right, but if the player's down,
1: it's where the ball is at. Right, so you need to have a, like a sensor in the field or cameras detecting when the ball carrier is down to then pinpoint where the ball got should you. be spotted. But right. to your point, there should be some form of camera footage, whatever. All, there, there's cameras all over the place. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's got to be some sort of way to, for like a, like AI technology is getting so crazy, like see the ball carrier. Yeah. The dude that's carrying the ball, whenever his elbow, knee, shin, waist hits the ground, either one of those like four places, like put exactly where the ball is going to be. And they should be able to pinpoint it and almost like light up like a little spot where the ref see to just like put it right there
0: or not have like, have someone in a mic, you know, with the referee watching the game from a booth with a camera, like a designated guy with a high def camera following it around He's watching it and watching his camera. He's listening. And he's like, okay, I see it. It should be down on the 42. Mm-hmm. And being able to relay that information to the on-field refs, way faster. Yeah, way faster. Way faster. They're talking about the whole eye in the sky thing.
1: That's like the the, the terminology, I guess, they're throwing at it because they're looking for concussions, right? potential concussions. And so... um, yeah, I think there needs to be some form of, um, like ball spotting and capabilities just needs, as they well.
0: Update, my God, it's slow. Baseball is becoming like you know they realize they're a dinosaur and they updated and and it increased the viewership and increased the you know longevity of what people were assuming, you know consuming the content and more fans came to the games because the games were quicker. Mm-hmm. Like the football needs to chill out with the flags. It's every other play, and you have no clue. Like, I watch football, and there's times where I'm like, what was that call? I've been watching football my whole life, and there's times where they, like, I had no clue that was even a rule. Why does that make sense? None of it.
1: I also hate how there's protection in the sense that refs are able to throw a flag, and then they can pick up a flag. They can also not throw a flag get radioed in saying that was, you know, 67 was an illegal receiver downfield past the line of scrimmage and a flag will come in five seconds after the play is over.
0: And you're just like, what was that flag? And then it's just the quarterback calling right now is so soft. Oh my God. We were watching Utah and USC
1: this past weekend and we were going berserk because... USC was trying to stop Utah from driving down and scoring in like the fourth quarter. Right. And one of their main defensive tackles has minor, in my opinion, minor head-to-head contact with the QB. non on purpose. Was not on targeting? purpose. Was not targeting. Did not lower the head. Was not running through the man. Simply getting his hands up in the passing lane and his momentum is carrying him towards him and kind of just bumps into him. Hard enough for him to, like, maybe get knocked down a little bit, but it's nothing to have any sort of ejection call. And I thought that was a pretty, pretty poor way uh, in display of, like, where the game is, like, headed. headed. Yes, yes, it's for the better. Like, we got to keep the guys healthy, of course. We've already talked about people getting hurt so much in football now. It's crazy, but there's there's got to be a middle ground.
0: There's got to be a way of keeping the player safety at a premium, but also keeping football football. Yeah. Like AJ Hawk, I was just listening to a podcast with him on it. Uh, is the, he uh, a Pat, um, Pat McAfee yeah, show? He's, he's like, host on the Pat McAfee okay, show. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Who you so is. I was I listening to him. He's also the leading tackler um, all time for green Bay and um, listening to his podcast and talking about his injuries on like, you know, um, his fingers are jacked up. He has like no cartilage left in his knees from college and all that stuff. And, and when he said it, I'm like, wow, he must really regret how bad he feels now. And almost instantaneously, he's like, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I do it again in a heartbeat. That's what and, he said? Yeah. And that's the difference between what these players and what we're willing to do. I could never play football. For that long? No. Never. I couldn't play professional football. And be that damaged and that hurt, like, for the rest of my life for a game. That, like, a game like that. Where these football players, that they don't care. Yeah. They're willing, some some kind of do. Some kind of do. That you get to the top level, most of those boys have accepted that their bodies are jacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you get to that level and you're playing a lot, you really care about ball. You, don't, you can't really... Very quickly, I feel like, you get out of football if you're not into it, because it's so physically demanding that you can't really be half-assed into it or you're really going to get hurt out there. Yeah. You got to be fully committed.
1: Oh, like, it's off-season training. It's right. getting your body into the, the the best playing shape, physically strong, as fast as you possibly can to make you basically... Surgeries. Yeah. Rehab, and, all and that And I just feel
0: stuff. like these boys just, you know, want to play football a little more physically again and need to get a bit more... Physical. I don't know why these players are all getting hurt. I think it's just because of all the new tackle rules. It's just not. It's not making football super fun to watch, and that's kind of why I like watching college football more. Is because at least the stakes are extremely high on every game. Yeah, you know, like sometimes you take a loss to an unranked team as a ranked, you know, ranked opponent. Oh, or, or rip! It's gone. Like that's your team. USC your just lost to Utah, and that's the end of their season. Two losses. Two in a losses. Row. Done. Done. And yes, it's the bummer when you have a team and you got to sit there and like, well, there goes my season, you know, but that is part of the game. So,
1: yeah, I think um, a couple of things that also need to change a little bit as well is I think the way the pass interference call in the NFL is going right now, it's, and I've thought about this for the last countless years as well. It's just getting to a point where it's so ticky-tack And it's also so punishing for the defender. Yeah. It's crazy what these, like, cornerbacks have to do in order to cover someone and not get thrown a P.I. call. If it's P.I., because you were proposing this before, and I'm just going to make your statement and and proposal, just make it a 10-yard penalty and automatic first down.
0: Right, and whatever the clock started at that play is where it should go back to, Right, which will then eliminate someone trying just to tackle someone to run the clock out. Mm -hmm. It's like, cool, we'll take the 10-year penalty at the end of the game, and, you know.
1: I think it's a great offsetting way because there are so many holding calls on the offensive line. I think the pass interference on the defense would then offset the holding penalties on the offensive line. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's a 10 yard penalty and it's hurting, but it's a 10 yard penalty helping the offense and it's automatic first down. And I think that way seems so much more equalized as opposed to, let's just chuck it down the field. The dude's not
0: going to turn around. He's going to undercut the throw on purpose,
1: undercut the throw on purpose. And it's going to be a 40 yard quote unquote completion. And we're all the way down in the red zone already.
0: It just changes a, the game. It, it, it totally, totally
1: game. changes the game. The pass interference is way too big of a factor in the NFL. It comes down to... There's so many times where it's a two-minute drill and you just hook a ball down the field. And I'm looking at the ref more than I'm looking at the players in those situations at yeah, time. Yeah, now
0: you're not even, like, into the game. Like, wow, what an amazing catch. He fought through the you know the hands, and all that stuff, and caught it. And you're just like... And after catches, you're like, any flags? Are there flags in the play? No flags. Oh, my God, it was a real play. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how... Like a game like a, like you want like good refing is a ref that isn't seen you don't want to even know there's refs oh, on right. the field you just want to see football and when football is good the two-minute drill and people are cooking and there's good plays on both sides so much it's awesome. fun to watch
1: it's so much fun because it's a surgical right you know the way that they're able to pick through the defense so anyways i thought that was um a really good proposal because they do that in college and i, I like a 10 yards is a lot in football
0: yeah, and a first and a fresh set of downs and no clock, no time off the clock. Yeah. That's a huge advantage.
1: Yeah. You don't need to go and it doesn't need to be spot of the foul, 32 yards, 50 yards, even if it's, even if it's like seven yards down the field, you know, it's just all going to work out. And I think it just offsets the holding because the holding is very prevalent. Once you get a holding call on offense, your drive is basically over. If it's second and 20, you know, and I get just, it's so hard to make up that ground in the NFL and college, a little bit different, but in the NFL, very difficult to make up that ground. So,
0: yeah, I think that's, I mean, just football. I don't know what they need to do. Get, get with the board, get your guys' head out of your asses and let's, let's start figuring out how we can make football interesting, safe and fun to watch. Yeah. Cause I, it's extremely fun to watch though. I love it. Football Sundays are great. Fantasy football is great. But if you just sat there and like had to watch every game with no juice, no team, you'd be like, what am I watching?
1: Yeah, You're just watching flags getting thrown and stopped and the play's stopping every other play. And
0: you're like, big plays happen. You're wondering what's going on. Why is that being brought back? How many times do I have to explain to my wife, like, she gets excited about a play. I'm like, don't get excited. Why? There's a flag on the play. It's coming back. It's at the spot of the line. It's so a holding. And sure right, enough, right. all the way back down.
1: Right. And it's like a... It's a flip of a play of like 40 yards, right? Because it was like a big pass play. Right.
0: Touchdown. Now, everyone's freaking out. Like the whole kick return. Iowa had to have a, you know, couldn't do anything on offense. This guy catches the ball on the sidelines on a kick return and mm-hmm. brings it back to the house for a touchdown to take the lead. They called it. He said he made a fair catch, which he was pulling at the ball and kind of like waving his arm.
1: And right. They called
0: the all the way back.
1: And that was after he ran it all the way back and like five seconds after like the play's over. Right. And then like, it was like a video review and like a flag came out, you know, it's, just, it's, <sighs> it's the late call. It's like the flag when they pick it up and it's not there, it's, just needs to run a little bit more seamless. And then before we move on, there's one more play that I think is outrageous and that is fumbling the ball through your own end zone, right? That needs, they need to. They need to have some sort of alternative for that.
0: Like no touchdown, back to the spot of the fumble?
1: Yeah. Maybe not the spot of the fumble, but maybe you just go back to the five-yard line. And go if you're... 20? Oof. And then you get a fresh set of downs. I think maybe you just get... Nah. I just don't think you should lose possession of the football. No. If you're inside the one, maybe you get backed up to the five-yard line. Yeah. And you still maintain possession, and it's, still, it's the same down it's the same if it's third and goal before, or sorry, if it's second and goal and you fumble it out of bounds, it's not a touchdown. Maybe you go back to the five yard line. Now it's third and goal. Right. I just think when you're losing the ball and then the opponents get the ball on the 20, then you lose. It's just crazy to me how that is still in effect. It really needs, really does need a change. That needs to update. It's okay to make these changes. I know they've been like in the league forever. And like, it's been a rule forever. It's
0: just time to update, but like, there's some can do it. You can do it. There's
1: some rules that suck.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> you there's just some like, rules that
1: need to get changed.
0: And it's very evident. People are like, why is it still in here? Your players, coaches, everyone doesn't like it. Um, some, you know, a little highlight of some sports I've been really enjoying. Um, just a quick update. The Lakers basketball season officially started tonight. Uh, it gets the Denver Nuggets who now are on my top three most hated teams I've ever seen. Most hated. I, UCLA, Number one, I hate UCLA, um, Clippers, and now it's the Nuggets for me. Nuggets. I can't stand the Nuggets. Can't big, stand the Nuggets. A, not a big fan of Boston. Not a, fan of Boston. <laughs> not a big fan of Boston either, for sure. But like, but more so recently. Recently, for the Nuggets, Boston back in the day with the Big Three and yeah. Kobe was, you know, was just all time hate. I mean, if I ever play Boston, I hate them. But for whatever reason, there's just a special place for me. And my heart with the nuggets. And I don't know why it is, because I love the Joker. Like as a player, like his skill level is so much fun to watch. But like recently, he's just been like getting on my nerves with his like off field antics almost. Like he just doesn't care about being good or like basketball. And not in like a healthy way. Like, yeah, this is just a sport and this is what I, you know, what I do. And it's like uh such a lackadaisical care. Like I remember an interview asking him a question, you know, when he got back from, you know, summer vacation or whatever. And like, was this the best summer vacation in your life after winning, you know, a title? And he's like, No, it's actually one of the worst. I had to play more basketball than I wanted. You know, end of champ you know, championship was a deep run. And then I had to go play, you know, for my country because it was the FIBA championships as well. And it's just like, bro, I get it, but like, can you just can you can you live a little bit? You won a national championship. Can you be happy? Like if you really don't care that much about basketball, you've already accomplished everything you probably wanted to accomplish. Just you just have more money. Just retire. You have the money. You sure. plenty. Of, you are going to go back to wherever you're from. I think he's from Serbia. I could be wrong. It gets um, me.
1: It gets me going a little bit too, buddy. It's not just you.
0: It's like if you really like, you're just living a dream that like p- very few people in this world can ever experience, especially being like an MVP who he is and how he plays the game, there's not going to be very few people like Joker. Yeah. And it, it'd be cool to see him be like, you know what? I really love basketball. Is it my life? No. Do I miss my home often? Yes. But I'm so hey. thankful and glad I am here. How hard is it to say that? And it's like, well, maybe you know, should
1: be his PR rep. It's, Joker. It's, hey, it's we'd, not, be, we'd be willing uh, to help you out.
0: It's not that hard to be like, yeah, it was an amazing summer. Um, won a championship. Won a championship. Unreal was my one of my lifelong dreams, but I am, I would be lying to you to say my body doesn't hurt a lot from that deep run, hard run, and now I'm in the FIBA's championship with my team. and you know,
1: and I don't get much family time and downtime. Boom, done. Right,
0: like totally get it. Right, instead of like, no, nah, it was one of the worst. You know,
1: everything sucks.
0: Bah, uh, I have humbug. to cut it early. I, I can't go watch my horses and eat porridge back where I'm from. So. <laughs> It's tough.
1: <laughs> you know, I have to come out here make $40 million a year playing a game. We all love
0: and be like loved by my city that I play for that. I could care less about. But anywho, um, Lakers looked good. I thought a D looked spectacular LeBron turning back the clock. I think he's just going to play a bunch of bully ball this year. No more threes, no more mid range. He's going to just let the bully ball open it up. And then he's going to start working it. He's going from in to out, which is how he used to play. I know
1: it's just the talk of the town, but LeBron James is just special, man. I it mean, really is. It looks it's, unreal. It's crazy. He had a couple coast-to-coast layups and dunks and finishes today. I mean, I only watched the first quarter mm-hmm. before I'm coming over here. It's it's really insane, dude, what he's able to come out and get ready. and His you body is just, is just so prepped and ready. He's, he's ready to make a little run here.
0: Yeah, and, I think... Um, if the Lakers win the championship this year, I bet you he retires. I he retires and takes a break, his son makes it to the NBA. Wherever his son goes, yeah. he'll go to that team too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what will happen.
1: That's that's very,
0: very if high he doesn't probability. win, he'll he'll probably play another year in hopes that his son gets to LA. Mm-hmm. But if he wins, I bet you if it was me, I probably would want to go out on top. Um and then come back and then come back event. play with his brother play this son because it doesn't matter what team he's on the storyline will be like wow he came back and played this son on the Wizards
1: yeah and he's going to be the sixth man of the of, this, of, be, of the league he'll be
0: coming off the bench for as long as he needs to and I bet you if LeBron <laughs> needed to learn how to shoot threes only he could figure it out real quick yeah um, his basketball IQ is ridiculously high like that um, they lost to the Nuggets but I don't think it's that big of a deal it didn't care is the opening night game one. I
1: think the boys look good overall, you know, and I think that's the main takeaway and one game is not going to be the siding factor of your whole no. season. We got a lot of new pieces, a lot of great pieces, new point guard, new big man, a couple of new small
0: forwards. Yeah. We're, we're a new roster built for depth and length. We yeah. have, we have like three really good big guys. Um, some Who's, shooting around do you know
1: it. the Do you know the name that's uh of the player that's backing up Anthony Davis? The big, tall, Wood. super athletic
0: Wood. Yeah, his new last name's Wood. He's, He's a he looks pretty good. good dude. Hines or Hays? Hayes, I forget his name. Young kid, really stringy looking, awesome, athletic, mm-hmm. has an attitude problem. That won't be an issue being on LeBron's team. He's like you know gonna have he's like a he's a general on and off the court he's not gonna you don't have to ever worry about him having like control of a locker room mm-hmm. that's not you know people respect him too much yeah, and he's the too king. much on the line for him um overall I hate the nuggets still they won whatever good good for them i i really hope we see them in the playoffs because it will be chippy oh yeah it would get heated that'd be a lot of fun to watch a good old-fashioned players are claiming there's no hatred there's nothing going on but also, like, why can't players not like another team? You can like the player, but, like, when you play them, why can't we go back to, like, yeah, I just don't like them? Right.
1: Why can't we go to the uh, Detroit Pistons where they're just, like, the bullies of the NBA? Why right. can't we go back to, like, the Lakers and Celtics, like, back in the day? Like, it got real I feel real like chippy.
0: hockey has that stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. It's got a little extra juice going on, you got a little you extra know?
0: juice of people just, like, yeah, I like the dude, but, like, the team I don't like. People will even fight each other. And they like they're friends, right? But like you're you're on the ice and you're no, you're no longer buddies. And he has to fight you because you know you're poking you're you know picking on his star player. So, and these guys are friends afterwards. Like it's nothing, not a big deal. Just like you can hate a team. Like I don't know why the Lakers would have any sort of like favorable feelings to the Nuggets. They kind of like pooed on them in the Western Conference Finals. And then they just talked a bunch of shit the whole time. Like, who are right. the Lakers? What are they doing? So, anywho. I like I like the Laker
1: update. We're going to keep tracking it because I feel like I'm very invested in this year. Um, got really into it at the end of last year. And, um, yeah, like, like where the team is headed. And um, now that we're about uh, almost like halfway through the NFL season, it's a little bit eager to call that, but it certainly feels like it. You get the bottom bottom half of the teams and then the top half of the teams. And it's a really tough situation right now for the chargers.
0: I mean, it's going to be a hard, hard look in the mirror to be able to turn this around because at this point, um, it's looking pretty bleak. I think it's time for a new coach. I would just bring him in now and find the right person for the job. If you have to wait till after the season, fine. Um, the sooner the better, in my opinion on that. I read a stat, um, They had zero rushes at Pat Mahomes during the game. They didn't get to him once. No blitzes, nothing. We didn't rush the QB? Yeah. Oh my God. And if you're not right, you have Cleo Mack, right? Yep. Bosa. He had a fractured toe, apparently, and was playing through it. Yeah, he looks like he's injured. But you got some he, dogs on defense. He's I, always hurt. And you're not rushing him? Like, what Tui are we Pilota doing? Palota
1: or something like that? He's mm-hmm. our best defensive player right now. He's balling. He's unreal, dude. Big big boy. He is fast and athletic, too. Mm-hmm. Dude is strong. We found a... We picked a real winner out of the second round for us.
0: We just need to... You know, I think we really need to... Find a coach. If he's defensive, my coach, then our defense should be buzzing, but our defense can't stop him. You know what? Defense
1: is 32, or sorry, ranked 32 in the league for yards per game. And we might as well be playing with a man down in the secondary because um, Davis and Asante Samuel are just massive liabilities back there.
0: Yeah, they just look like they can't even. It's
1: it's it's if it's not a thirty-yard completion or a fifteen-yard completion, it's a pass interference. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the two.
0: It's like the teams are just opening up a can. Just we're just bending over, taking a knee, and just calling it. And Justin's got to run around, try to make plays, and keep up offensively with his team. He has with a coach who can't do it. And In our offensive and line, it. it just looks terrible
1: too. Like we cannot rush the football.
0: Can't we can't get more than like was one fifth. of the best supposed to be one of the best running backs this year. And we have a great we have a great backup. We have Joshua
1: Kelly as well. That's got great breakaway speed. I, I don't I don't know what's happening because I feel like we don't have any injuries and we have the same offensive line as last year. And we can't rush the football now for some reason. Where a rushing game was like not great last year, but at least it was there when we went to it.
0: Right. It's just all of it's getting tougher charges, all bleak. It's just, I just wish I had a team that was decent, that I could enjoy watching year after year, because I haven't had that in a while. USC sucks. Ducks, not great. Angels, blow.
1: Angels are, or sorry, Ducks on the up and up.
0: They are on ducks, the up and ducks up. Ducks are on the up and up, but We're still. We're just super young. Still not
1: great. Right. We're going to get there at some point. I think we have. For sure. We have got, like, seven or eight players on the age of, like, 22.
0: Right. And we'll get there. But we're not winning yet. Nope. Our Consistently. Only, our only shining hope right now is, like, the Lakers. The Lakers this year. But you know how the Lakers are. You never know. Oh, my God. We just Holy watched an unreal goal from... shit. shit. <laughs> that was back. saucy. Wow. I don't know who that man's is, but Cutter just did something nasty to this goalie. Oh, my Lord. Anywho... You know what? Let's get to the fair, fair segment here. Let's get on to watching this game. Um, last week, we did t- a dub with the Jags win. You're welcome. The if you, boys are starting you, to cook. If you faded us, suck Apologies. It. The <laughs> boys are back. We're buzzing. Um, we are now 4-10. We got a Thursday Night Football bet for you. Very simple. We're going to go with the Bucks. Cover, which I believe is six yeah. and a half at the moment that we looked. I think it was eight.
1: Eight
0: and a half. Eight and a half. Okay, eight and a half when eight we
1: looked.
0: Uh, they're playing the uh, Buffalo Bills. I don't think the Bills are that good of a team, and I don't think Bucks are that bad of a team.
1: I think they cover it.
0: I think I they're know cover.
1: I know it's the uh, Bills at home, but uh, cold. both of them are coming off of losses. I just think Baker Mayfield is going to scrap, do his thing. They got some good weapons over at the Bucks, and the Bills have really, really struggled to find any sort of consistency and momentum um, through this year. So for that reason, I think the spread is a really good bet here.
0: So, I love it. That's 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 a fade. But what do we here. know? What do we know? Go ahead and fade us if you want it. You know the odds are probably in your favor. <laughs> if you take an L, don't blame us either. So it's a win-win for us, really. Um, you got anything for the people, buddy?
1: Um, yeah, you know, go check out our latest Instagram video. That's going to be coming out on Thursday. We're going to be rocking these new hats in the clip. Ooh, Thanks. yes. A little shout out Madison right there. Really, really, really nice. And a little bit of foreshadowing of what's to come. It's slated on the pipeline. We'll see everything moves a little bit slowly nowadays. Let's it, um, speed
0: we, up. We're, we're moving. We're trying. We, we are we're cooking. Moving, you know, nine to five. We're only 40 episodes in. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be here for a while. And, uh, You know, we're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.